Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with my longtime friend, Mr. Steve Ruderman, who is the CEO, janitor, jack-of-all-trades from Credit and Collections News. How are you doing today, Steve? Couldn't be doing better. Life is good, right? <laughs> Woke no, up this I, morning breathing, yeah. Well, yeah, well that's, that's always a good place to start, right? Start, start with a, a fresh breath of air. Um, so for, for anybody who's watching, who may not be familiar with you, and I know you've been around the industry for, for quite a few years, but could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Okay. Um, I've been in the industry, uh, since 1985. So, um, you know, that, that, that pretty much dates myself back to, uh, you know, back, back when we were still making phone calls, uh, to debtors at, uh, you know, ungodly hours and, and things like that. Not quite, but close enough. Um, I started out of, uh, college, um, at the, uh, Sears financial network, mm-hmm. um, in this, in the management trainee program, uh, which was basically they would take college kids and they would teach them, uh, all about collections. Um, and I honestly, uh, I was excited at that point. Sears had just rolled out, um, the discover card. So I only wanted to get into sales and um, sell the Discover card. I thought that would be great. Um, but Sears had other plans for me. They said, no, um, we put you through psychological testing and we want you to be a, uh, a collection manager. And um, I actually went back to my finance books to actually figure out what, what, what the heck is a collection manager? I don't even know. <laughs> and um, there was, I think, a chapter in, in this big, thick financials book. It was like a chapter that basically, I mean, not a chapter, a paragraph that basically sometimes people don't pay their bills. And if they don't pay their bills for a few months, it goes to charge off. And that was basically it. There was nothing else. So, I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into uh, until I walked into a a collection central for Sears and did that for a year and a half. Um, And after a year and a half, because they told you your first job, you really should be at that for a year and a half. So I stayed to the year and a half to the day. And then went to work for Equifax selling credit reports. And I peddled credit reports for about 10 years mm-hmm. in an uh, expansion marketplace. Back then, credit reports weren't even national. They were regional. Um, so uh, at that time, it was called CBI, Credit Bureau Incorporated. But it was owned by Equifax. And sure enough, uh, eventually worked my way up into management. Um, got to a point where uh, it was either moved to Atlanta um, or, um, do something different. So I did something different. Um, one of my former bosses, uh, worked for a call center company, uh, ran their national sales, um, did that for a few years until, um, uh, eventually decided to go out on my own. Mm-hmm. And originally I started out as a, uh, a sales outsourcing company, mm-hmm. um, because that's really what I knew. I knew sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was selling products and services through the, to the credit industry, to all my contacts. Um, and then, uh, uh partnered with, uh, a, a media company. And the next thing you know, um, that media company decided, um, they wanted to do the sales outsourcing on their own. So we said, okay, we will do the media piece on our own. Uh, and we did, and we started this, uh, daily newsletter. This was probably 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and needless to say, it kind of grew from there. I think we had three or 4,000 subscribers at the time because that's what was in my database. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day we just started sending out these newsletters. Um, 
and grew from there. Uh, the conferences uh, kind of evolved, which was next. Um, a gentleman by the name of Hank Markow, um, who just recently passed away, uh, he uh, he came up to us once at a conference. It was a, it was a Faulkner and Gray conference um, and, and said, you know what? I bet you you could do better than this. And we said, sure, we can. And we decided six months later, we're going to do a conference. And we rented some space at the Marriott in Palm Springs and found out that planning six months ahead for any event is not a good idea. Fair so, enough. <laughs> needless to say, it was live and learn. They put us in a um, a pavilion, mm-hmm. which is conference words for a tent. Uh, and it was outside. Uh, and uh, well, I mean, we just learned all sorts of stuff. Um, but needless to say, we've been doing conferences now for, uh, we have our 18th coming up uh, in April. Okay. So, so, you know, I guess we're doing something right. Because we still keep doing it, or we just keep doing the wrong thing over and over again. One of the two, <laughs> but it keeps working. It's it just keeps happening. So you know what? It's an annual thing, so it means every year you have to do it. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if it ever <laughs> ends, or you know what? It just keeps going, and I don't. So you know, something I'll eventually give out. So probably me. No, I uh, I completely understand. I mean, I, I went to the one last year, and I thought that it was a, a great event. I, I think that you guys have some uniqueness to the events that you do with Credit and Collections News. Can you talk a little bit about what your objectives are when you're putting together these conferences? I know face to face and human interaction is a major part of that, but like, what's your what's your underlying goal set? Um, really, the 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 goal or what was decided when we really wanted to put together a conference is we we walk through um, exhibit halls and we were talking to the vendors and we we're asking them, you know, what is it that you like about a show and what is it that you dislike about the show? And one of the main dislikes that we found that, that people didn't like about the show was that the creditors who were going to the shows, and there weren't a lot of them um, at the time, uh, they would walk around and they would have their badges backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so people wouldn't attack them, um, at events, uh, because those were the decision makers. They were the buyers. They were the ones that everybody was looking for. So we said, all right. So we asked them, we says, what is it that you guys are looking for? What, what is it that you guys want? And really what they responded back to is this is they want something that they can go to. They can get work done. They can go to meetings if they want to. Um, or they can go to sessions and listen in and learn something, but they don't want to be hounded. Um, they just didn't want to be overwhelmed. And, and again, it's that's a double-edged sword because if they don't want to be attacked or hounded, um, obviously the 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 vendors or the people that are going there to try to get them to sell or buy something from them um, aren't going to be happy. Mm-hmm. So we had to say, okay, well, what's going to make everybody happy? And so we kind of, uh, after sitting down with the creditors, we decided that um, one of the main things that would probably work would be to have them host their user groups Mm -hmm. so that some of their vendors or buyers would already be there um, and make it happen. So we started working with some uh, large creditors. Uh, Citigroup was actually the first one to do it. Um, And uh, we kind of grew from there. Um, what we found was that they would host their user group meetings and their users would come and then they would, they would, they would be happy because they would, they would be productive. They would go to their meetings, uh, with their vendor, with their, um, their creditors. Um, and then they would also talk to other people 
and we just kind of grew upon that. And eventually we, we picked up a, a lot of large um, lenders uh, like Bank of America, um, Chase, uh, Discover Card, uh, and more. And so it, it really kind of grew from, from that point and just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, but it wasn't um, outlandishly large. So we would have 200 or so folks in attendance in a, in a very, what I would call, my wife refers to a boutique show. Mm-hmm. Um, and for three days, uh, we would have uh, meetings with uh, creditors and their vendors. We would also have sessions with regulators, um, such as our friends from the CFPB, uh, the FTC, um, the California DFBI, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, FCC. Um, these, these groups would come in and actually speak, and, and they would come in, and we would find that the creditors would actually go to the meetings, um, and they would go to the sessions and listen in because they found them valuable. And they weren't being hounded because there weren't an overwhelming amount of folks that were trying to sell them the world um, you know, immediately. So that's kind of where we kind of found our niche. Um, we kind of fell into this April timeframe where there was in between um, big conferences. Uh, like I said, I think originally there was the Faulkner conference, which was back in it was early March. Um, there was the, the DBA in February. Um, and then there were other conferences uh, like uh, NARCA, which was later. Um, I think those that was in um, May. So we, we, we kind of stuck with that and we kind of just fell into this little session um, and it seemed to work. So next thing you know, we're, 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 like I said, we're coming up on our 18th annual. So it just keeps rolling along. And uh, um, there's, uh, we had their, our little, you know, fun time with zoom for a couple of years. And then, like I said, you were lucky enough to come back to uh, Sonoma uh, where we did our, our first live show again. And, and we found it enjoyable because, a lot of people, I think, were, were just doing conferences like before the, before COVID. They would show up to conferences, um, get there, get their information done, and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, we found Sonoma was more the opposite. People turned it into, "Hey, I get to travel. Um, why not stay at a five star hotel? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring my spouse or or my family. Um, um, a lot of them took brought their spouses, not so much family." Um, because it was Sonoma and it was wine country. So that was really, I think the adults, the adults were looking for, um, chances of going out and tasting wine and doing all that. And so that's really what it turned into. We found our, um, our evening, um, receptions were normally they'd be two hours long, but after an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes, people would start to leave. Um, these actual receptions were people stuck it out for two hours. They didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kept the bars open as long as we could, and it was a nice tab, but, um, you know, it was, cool it was, fun. right. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the way that you've gone about kind of selecting that, um, you know, one of the little nice touches, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not, but one of the really nice touches that I liked from it was that we all had a, you know, a bottle of wine in our room. So even yes. as we went into late night after the bars had closed and there was groups of us that were still, chatting and talking. I mean, there's only, especially working. COVID, yeah, right? working. There's only so much time that we've actually been able to interact with each other. It kind of fueled that, right? So late into the night, there were groups of us sitting around the fire pit having these in-depth, and I mean, some really nerdy discussions, but that's me. Um, and, you know, we started to talk about some of the technical aspects and whatever, but all of that face-to-face interaction and, you know, having a glass of wine by the fire pit, I thought was a really nice touch. 
that was um that was enjoyable. I mean, that's kind of what we pick. I mean, we do pick um usually um their five star resorts. Um the Fairmont was. Um we've had them at Ritz Carlton's, we've had them at Four Seasons. Um we found that if if you, you really work negotiate and negotiate hard with these hotels, you can get a price that's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um and um let's face it, if if you're gonna be away from home for four four days, you know, between travel and all that, um, why not place, you know, be someplace nice? Um, why not enjoy yourself? Why not, you know, it becomes conducive, a conducive part of the show so that, you know, he's like, all right, pick a place that is relevant, um, easy to get to. Um, Sonoma was about as far away from a major airport as, as we tend to get. Um, it was about an hour from San Francisco or, um, Oakland or Sacramento. Um, there's a closer airport in Napa, but you know, that one's, it's smaller. Yeah, John, yeah. Um, but that's, that's what we look for. We look for these, these little, little jewels that are hidden and that people would like to go to and that people would enjoy being at so that you can, if you're going to get some work done, um, and people do get work done and stuff like that, but it's enjoyable. And yeah, mm-hmm. having a bottle of wine waiting for you in your room, um, that's a nice touch. Um, we like that. Uh, I think little, uh, it's the little things that count. So tell, tell me a little bit about the next location. You're, where are you going to be next? Um, our next April? Yeah. Our, our next one's going to be April 11th through the 13th. It's um, at the, the lodge at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Okay. Um, so it's right on, it's right on the golf course um, in Torrey Pines. Um, so that's where they've hosted uh, the U S open there twice. And annually they host the farmers. Uh, golf tournament. So it's, it's a beautiful golf course right on the ocean, San Diego. Um, the weather in April, knock on wood is, um, usually really nice. Um, and it's people are, it's, you're coming out of, uh, um, winter, especially on the, yeah, on the East coast. Um, <laughs> and a lot, and a lot of our folks, um, particularly in this industry, they're from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, a, that's obviously, that's a huge, uh, area for that. So they're coming from Buffalo. They're coming from Cleveland. They're coming from, uh, you know, Ohio uh, and places like that. So that people are looking for someplace that's a little warmer. Um, it's a nice getaway. It's a good way to it's the beginning of the year, trying to hit the numbers and doing that. So that's what we're looking for. So we're going to be at the lodge at Torrey Pines for four days. Um, and there'll be a golf tournament for the people that want to play golf. Um, it's beautiful. It's like I said, it's right on the ocean. So it's a great place to be. Um, you know, talk your boss and uh, say, I'm going to San Diego. You don't mention it's in La Jolla. Um, so that way it's, it makes it a little nicer. Um, so you can do it, but it's, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice way to, to do the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the hotel is gorgeous. Um, it's a beautiful place. And and for those people that have been to San Diego and La Jolla, um, they know it's a nice area and it's definitely a place that you want to do that. You fly into San Diego, it's an easy airport to get in and out of. Um, and then, uh, you know, 20 minutes and, and you're at the hotel and, you know, hopefully there's a, a bottle waiting for you there too. To, to <laughs> well, it sounds like a good spot and the golf course sounds amazing. I know when we played in, uh, Sonoma last year, um, I, I actually, I played with a friend and two guys that I had never met before, um, and made new friends. They became my friends throughout the conference. We've been chatting every couple of weeks now, and it's, you know, it's been able to, um, to use those types of activities as an opportunity for building relationships. Um, and I think that's really fantastic. Well, Steve, 
Steve, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with me today. I hope everybody has an opportunity to experience one of the credit and collections news conferences because I really did enjoy the one in 2022. Um, and I hope more people have an opportunity to participate. I hope so too. Hope so too. I'd love to have you back. Come on back. Well, you, you do pick them on the furthest side of the world for me. <laughs> um, you know, Sonoma was like, I mean, unless I'm going to Alaska, it's about as far. From, it's, it's about, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, as it gets. We've but looked San at Diego that. San Diego may be on the list this year. We'll, that's we'll, that's kind of what we shoot for. Um, we really looked at, at Florida and uh, unfortunately, Florida's um, prices have gone a little bit high. Well, and then uh, it's far for all the people that are coming over from the west and, and well, coming from the west and I stuff. Understand. Yeah, we we really do try to we we try to rotate uh, the coasts every every year. Um, we were supposed to um, uh, go to Florida this year, um, or we you know we picked Florida or maybe Georgia. We've done I think um, uh, I think Lake Oconee in Georgia. Yeah, we did one, one year, which was real, which was real again, really really beautiful. Um, the problem is that, like I said, uh, right now Florida has. You know, you're there. So I the prices, it. the prices have gone a little bit, you know, outlandish. So we try to keep the price reasonable, so that uh, you know we come along. So sometimes well, you can't provide value. Can. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that we're well, that's what we're working on. We're there. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. For those of you that are watching, if you want additional information about the Credit and Collections News Conference in 2023, we'll be linking it below in the description. Or if you have questions you'd like to ask Steve or myself, you can leave those in the comments below on LinkedIn and YouTube, and we'll be responding to those. Um, but until next time, everybody, thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again, Steve. Wonderful being here. Um, yeah, love to come back. Let's do it. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Okay, take care.